Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Good morning, everybody. KMA Talk Radio is live once again after a snafu last week on my part. I'll take all the blame for it. Joining me today, of course, the goat himself. There he is. And our guest, while Abe is uh, MIA, we have the Coop himself, William Cooper from cigar-coop.com. Got to get the plug in, Coop. Yeah, you got to thank you. Get it right away. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So that we food. want to what's everybody doing? We want to address good. last week. So let's just get it. Let's clear the elephant. I mean, I know you weren't feeling good. I mean, there's nothing to take a blame on. You know what it is? I whenever we so we're doing, you know, we try to do the summers up in New York on Long Island with our family. And since I work remote for my day job, it's a little bit easier these days. But whenever I fly up, I get like a week and a half of of like sinus issues and I don't know if it's allergies, but I literally had I was losing my voice. I couldn't breathe. It, it was like a good solid week. I thought maybe I had COVID, but we didn't even we didn't even test. I wasn't coughing. But all of all, me and the two boys, we were like that for a good week. Then we were you're fine. Such, now it's just normal. You're such a yenta. <laughs> Am I? You really are. You're such a yenta. <laughs> I get. We got here. We had a bagel and a schmear. I got together <laughs> with the girls. <laughs> we got together with girls. Oh, it's yeah, a joke, you know, oh, okay. like the Yentas. Oh. oh, okay. I haven't seen any friends. We've seen my wife's friends and our family, but I haven't seen any friends. It gets to the point at this at this point, like people are like, yeah, I want to see you. They need to make the time for us yeah. because the kid, we're keeping the kids busy every day with stuff. You know, it's just, it's not really. How, how long are you there for? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. So you're doing like an ape trip. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but I'm not. I'm not on vacation. I'm not on vacation. I'm working. Oh, I, I work vacation. every morning. Just because you're working either, on your own vacation, why? Why are you in Long Island then? Because we're visiting. We're we're spending our time on on the island this this summer. Oh, we're not even in the nice part. <laughs> on vacation, we're, we're going to go out to Montauk. Because you're working doesn't make it any less. You're, you're, gonna, you're already going out to Montauk. You're gonna work right. out. No, there's no way you're gonna work in Montauk. Come on. I did take the days for Montauk when we, go to, when we go to Montauk for three days. Our friends have a place, and they, they offered for us yeah. to stay. So uh, we took them up on that. And actually, I've been trying to see our buddy uh, Jonathan Drew while I'm here, but he's traveling all over the place, man. I guess he's he's calling uh, half of half the time he's on Long Island, half the time he's in Brooklyn, and then the rest of the time he's, like, all over the country. So he's actually doing a lot of traveling, it seems. I mean, he's Jonathan Drew, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a hard guy to, to nail down. Yeah, but before I forget, because we weren't here last oh week, and I made a promise, can't see it because oh. it's yellow. But a very special happy birthday shout out to our friend, our guy, Randy Bush, the Ash King. 
Happy birthday, oh, Randall. Nice. This week, I believe 56 was the uh, number, but that might be a lie. Happy birthday, Randall. Wow. Happy birthday, Randy. Good for him. Yeah, happy wait, birthday, Randy. Now, That's wait, is cool. it your birthday today? Me? Yeah. My birthday was Thursday. Oh, okay. Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank, Thank you. I thought Thank I saw you. something this morning. I might have Yeah. I was the big four. I'm out of the loop because I don't have Facebook now. I've been I've been banned from Facebook. <laughs> yes. You yeah, I'm let's per- talk I'm in about permanent that. jail. Yeah, what did let's you do exactly? What did you do? Nothing. So I'll tell you what happened though. So I used to own a website and I guess when I started Facebook, I started with my college email address because that's how you got into Facebook. And I also put as my backup email this email from a website I owned because that was my main email. And I, I, I didn't sell the site. I just stopped paying for it years ago. I lost the domain maybe five years ago. But I guess that email address was still linked to my uh, to my Facebook account. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's two weeks ago now. I get an alert on my phone that somebody was recovering my password using this old email. But I, I was literally on like an overseas call with a client. I couldn't like I, I and I was using my phone. So I couldn't like get out of it. It was an important call. There were a lot of issues with what was going on with this client. So I couldn't look at it. I was like, all right, I'll look at it in a minute. I think I had, I was like, there's enough security provisions. Nobody has access to that email. It's the, the domain hasn't been purchased. It's just sitting there. And I don't know, maybe about an hour later I get off. I try to log on to Facebook. I can't get on. And it said my password had been changed when I tried to recover my account. They had put on two step verification, whoever hacked it. And then they were posting like obscene things, apparently. So I don't know what was posted. I just know that it was like horrifying and Facebook banned me. And basically, I'm banned for life with my name. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I've been appealing it and appealing it. I've been reaching. I know people at Facebook. I asked Coop about his friend at Facebook. None of us could get. I can't get anybody to help me. Thank you. And you, but you've you've yet to create a new one i did create a new one as per abe but i can't use my name what do you mean you can't use your name i like what if there's another paul de graco in the world which that, maybe there exactly maybe what i was thinking yeah i yeah. guess so really that's very odd i mean you could go i guess paul the producer or producer something paul. do I something mean, Paul I don't G. know, but it, yeah, so they, I had to upload my ID twice to Facebook. I, I mean, I changed every password imaginable, but I, I'm pretty good at like keeping things separate. And the one, I guess what somebody told me is what they try to do is they hack into your account so that they can get access to other things linked to Facebook. Cause I guess everybody links everything to their Facebook, which I just, it's more like out of laziness. I don't. So luckily there's nothing else that they gained access to except for that email address, which I don't know how they how they. I mean, listen. I could ask Risty. I guess he might be able to. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll ask, ask him Risty. if he knows how they did it. Yeah. Ask but Risty. it was, dude. I'll tell you what. I've been social media, for, and that's Instagram too because they're linked. So I have nothing. I have no social media except for LinkedIn. I'm, I'm looking at LinkedIn like it's Facebook every day. Right. Oh, I have a mission for a listener and a friend. Okay. Kevin McEwen, listen, Kevin. I need your help. We need your help. We're putting you on a mission. They don't have them here. We need you to go to Wawa. We need five bags of each. The new Wawa Philly potato chips. 
what is it? What is it? Sharp Priv and Long Hots. Yes. Wood and the two one five special, which I believe yep. is your salt pepper ketchup hot sauce. Kevin, I need five bags of each shipped to me. I handle all your stupid phone orders. I get your cigars out. I need this done, Kevin. This is important. He says he's this on it. My man, good job. good job, Kevin. Yeah, we need to. We're gonna do. We need to do a whole segment on that. This is apparently they've come out, Paul. If you're not in the loop, and for those of you that aren't in the loop, they they've come out with three. Yeah, you went to the shittiest pizza place in Philadelphia, Kevin uh, Shahan. So we can't really. <laughs> he said he tried the chip, so he didn't like. Oh, I see what you're saying. He has no taste. Yeah. <laughs> so so of these three, sharp prim and long hots, Wizwit, and this two one five special thing. They're only going to keep one. Whichever one gets the best review or whatever, the most votes, is going to be the new. What is the 215 special? Salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce, apparently. Yeah, that's the area, that's the area code for Philadelphia. Yeah, you know, I knew what that was, but I didn't know what, the, what that meant. So here in, on Long Island, we call it SPK. When you order your, uh, your egg sandwich, you say an SPK. Salt, pepper, ketchup. So yeah. That's kind of the Ed Rendell. They should call that the Ed Rendell special because uh, I like that too. Like Ed Rendell that. used to. That was his favorite. He loved the ketchup, salt, pepper. Huh. Very, very famous. Uh, but you can't say it in that order. It can't be ketchup, salt, pepper. It's salt, pepper, ketchup. Okay. Salt, pepper, ketchup. Yeah. Uh, but Ed, yeah. Ed Rendell is like one of the most famous mayors of Philadelphia and a uh, huge sports fan too. Yes. Yes. Did he, yeah. did he become the governor? Yeah, he became the governor. He, he became the governor. governor after. Yep. And huge, huge sports fan. Um, yes. For sure, Very yeah. involved. Why are you such a yeah. Philly fan? Did you ever live in Philly or South Jersey? Fourteen years, I lived in the area. I lived oh, in okay. uh, I lived, I lived in Lawrenceville. So yeah, but growing up, I I started getting into the Philly teams very young because when I moved to Staten Island, it was actually a lot easier to get down to like baseball games in Philadelphia than going over. Yeah, I'm sure uh, it was to Queens. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I grew up on the south end of Staten Island too. So that's how you nuts know, New York is. It's actually easier to get. It's actually to, like, easier. To, you take the turnpike to exit four, and you're you're basically right in there, dude. I'll tell you what, we got stuck in Baltimore, and we had to drive from Baltimore to Long Island, which should be, you know, in theory, it's a three and a half, four hour ride. It all depends oh on what that DC traffic hits. Wait a minute, so you, so you we, flew to, you flew up to Baltimore? Well, we we never we have as a rule with kids, we don't do connecting flights, but because of the situation with airlines these days. The only direct flight was Saturday night, and we had to be here Saturday, uh, Friday night for my wife's 20th high school reunion. So we we decided to, you know, do a uh, changeover in Baltimore. Well, because of weather, because I, airlines suck now, we got stranded. All our bags ended up going eventually. It took us two days to get our bags to Long Island, but they were supposed to go the next morning to Long Island. They ended up in Nashville sitting. That's a whole other story. But um, they they wouldn't they they wouldn't book us on a flight for two more days or something. Getting a rental car, car was a nightmare. Like there were hundreds and hundreds of people at the rental car. There were no cars. And luckily, a friend that is pretty high up at a at a big Fortune 500 company has like one of those like emergency services. Where like he, you know, it's like the President's Club or something with Enterprise, and they found a car for us. So at two o'clock in the morning, we just left Baltimore, drove up with the kids, but with no no luggage. And isn't that like Baltimore Airport? You you drive like t- ten miles away from the airport to the to where they yeah. have the rental cars. It's terrible. Yes, it's I, 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 it, but I remember. You know, it's funny when I Dallas was a kid. Was I remember the same way, man. It was there. very weird. 
Dallas was the same. When yeah. me and Abe got to Dallas, and, and it was like, we, you know, yeah. we hopped on the tram or whatever. To and I'm like, where the hell are we going? Why same is it so Philly. far away? I mean, same with Baltimore, rather. Yeah, it's it's like, you, and, and they don't run a, frequently. No, you know, they don't. and the bus I, was packed. Yep. It was something else, man. But anyway, we drove. My wife and I probably got like an hour, hour of sleep because she drove for a little while. I drove for a little while. But it was and, – and hitting that tra- – uh, getting off the Throg's Neck onto the Long Island was I – just, I just remember why I don't live here anymore. You know, like it, it is not even – whatever time it was. I think we left at like 1 o'clock. We got into the city at like 4.30. Dude, I'm telling you, bumper-to-bumper traffic – and I, I remember I was like 3.30 really starts rush hour. 3.30 in the morning starts yeah. rush hour. And going yeah. the opposite way in theory. You know, we were going out east instead there's, of going west. There's no such thing as one-way traffic now in New York. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's it, both directions, yeah. yeah there's no such this thing is the kind of traffic that if you see it by us in Florida, not Miami's different, but but by us in Palm Beach County, if you see this, there's a there's like a three-car pileup and, and people have died. That's like, just normal. And you're like, all right, listen, it right, is what yeah. it is. This is just normal traffic. I'm telling you, five miles off the bridge, all the way to you know maybe the maybe the second or third exit into Nassau County on the southern and, state. And it was a nightmare. Yeah. Paul, here's the funny thing: the Clearview, which is where you get off the Throg's Neck, it's like one of the least. It, it, it that's not a very heavy traffic highway compared to some. There's a lot worse, is what I'm saying. Like the BQE, we get, we get onto the, we get onto the not the Clearview because Clearview is what turns into the LIE, right? No, uh, it's, like the it's Grand Central. It's the uh, it's the Grand Central. Because we go to the cross, we go to the Cross Island to the. Okay, yeah, the clear, yeah, it's the Cross the Island. Belt. You're right. Yes, it's the Cross Island. Yeah. You're right, and that's bad too. Yeah, that's bad too. Oh man. Yeah. But anyway, and every GPS in the world. Listen, if you're ever driving on Long Island, you want to you want a tip going out east to Long Island. Never, no matter what your GPS says, even if it says it's 30 minutes faster, never take the LIE from the Cross Island. Don't ever awesome. do it. So here's a funny story. Um, you know, I was just up there at my dad's memorial, right? Yeah. And we, we were staying in a hotel, and we had a GPS. So once we got over to George Washington Bridge, uh, we put the GPS on, and it says to go to the RFK Bridge. Now, I lived in New York for 40 years. I never heard of the RFK Bridge. I'm like, what Oh, I, I used to use it. Yeah. Well, it's, well, they renamed it. It was the old Triborough Bridge. But right. I, I never knew that they had renamed this to the RFK Bridge. And I'm like, it's a long time though, Coop. Well, I haven't really been up. I haven't really been up there. Is it that long? It was RFK RFK Bridge when I lived here. Wow. I didn't But Triborough, it's the same thing. See, people still call it. My dad still calls it the Triborough Bridge. I'm like, once I figured, oh, this is the Triborough. I figured out once I saw it, I said, I don't know what the RFK, I guess they renamed it. Like the Cuomo Cuomo Bridge. Well, they also, yeah, but they also, the Cuomo Bridge was the old Tappan Zee. And then they renamed the Battery Tunnel, the Hugh Carey Tunnel. Yep. And then, yep. and isn't the 59th Street Bridge named after something too? Ed Koch, the Ed Koch. That Ed one Koch. I knew. That one yeah. I knew, the Ed Koch uh, Bridge. Yeah. Don't don't keep telling people about that. A lot of people still don't really know about the 59th Street Bridge. Watch Taxi. It's a, Watch it's the, the exactly, and it is the best way. It is the best way up there. Yeah, it's the it's the, the best secret. It's one of the best secrets. Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, they all the cabs use it. Oh, Alex is sleeping. Well, all the cabs use it because uh, there's Excuse no toll. Excuse me. Yeah, but people don't know. If you watch the opening credits of Taxi, that's the bridge Paul's talking about that they go over. Every time we go over it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do it too when I go over it. Coop and I could 
jam out here. I wish you were up here when I was up here, man. I we I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a ride out to see Danny and Ariel. Actually, I talked to them before I left, so I'm gonna go see them. Paul, oh, nice. I want to see one of the shows yeah. from the place in Babylon. There's a there's a yeah. really good boutique store here in Babylon, and we know the owners from high school. Apparently, I didn't even realize it was them, but they got a lot of a lot of the stuff that we talk about on here. You know, a lot of really boutique stuff and and it's it's really cool so i want to do a show from there they have a really nice lounge upstairs so i've been talking to them about doing that so maybe next weekend well not next weekend two weekends from now we'll yeah. do the show from there yeah the, uh... anyway we're waiting oh yes danny i'll reach out to you this week danny oh, hey, hey, hey paul bagel oasis where's that it's right it's in um it's in bayside if you it's get out, they got to go. I'm on the south shore far. already. So. I'm sure you'll find something. But this Big Oasis place we found right off the, the LIE. Talking Amazing. Amazing. Best bagels I ever had. Anyway. Uh, so what else is uh, what else is going on with you, Alex? How's the how's the ship running there without the, the head honcho? Uh, the ship's running fine. Um, the ship's running good. You know, to his credit, you know, Abe actually took some time to enjoy himself. He hasn't really, you know, I reached out to him a little bit, a little bit of texting back and forth, but he's he's really kind of, you know, did his thing in the, in the Middle East and kind of, you know, allowed himself to just get away, which is when nice is because of a guy like Abe, you know, you, you'd yeah. think he'd be just as stressed being away from the ship. Um, I think he comes back like he's like back and then two days later he's straight out to Vegas. Do you, do you think he actually goes to Vegas after being in the Middle East for five weeks and that exhaust have to deal? I, the only thing that will keep him is this airline mess. So. It is very difficult to fly right now. If anybody knows, everything is – I think they said something like 7% of all flights are canceled right now, uh, like just on an ongoing basis because they can't get pilots, they can't get crew. It's a nightmare apparently. Yeah, I think he goes just because it's a commitment he made. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, I think he goes out. I think he makes it. I mean, it's a lot, but I probably, I, I know, I know I'd be, yeah. Two days, boom, boom. Rather than like, you know, I was going for six weeks back for a week, just come in, get it. It's almost like, you know, you're still in like fly mode. Yeah. I don't have one yet. Lucky you Coop. Speaking of, yep. uh, yeah. Someone yeah, just asked me about smoking. Someone just asked give me about a smoking. Plug to these guys. I, the, the place in Babylon village I was talking about is village cigar. Really, really good shop here. Nice. Uh, yeah, you want yeah, to bring on our guests? Yeah, let's do it. Coop, Coop, and I will talk Long Island and New York all day. But I, 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 I can talk Philly with Alex so, too. So see, yeah, I can really. Go. So I mean, we can get we can just alienate everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's bring them on. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it. And stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. All right. So joining us from, I believe, the other coast of Florida is a man who, well, we have a lot to talk about. Mr. Rick Rodriguez. Rick, welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. That was uh, a half an hour. I can't not get back. <laughs> wow. wow, guys. You know, now I know. All right, the boss is away. Let's do our show. What's your show about? Exactly. Well, Facebook and, you know, traffic. 
Yeah, that's going to be really big, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, Rick, did you grow up in Tampa? Yeah, born and raised in Tampa, still in Tampa for sure. Yeah. So when you're when you're from up here and you finally get out and see that the world, because when you live in New York, you think that like there's no other place. Like who cares about anywhere right. else in the world? Right. When right. you right. finally get out, I've been out for seven years. Coop's been out for a really long time. You like you realize like why why do you do this to yourself? So like Coop and I like commiserate because we love it. We love our home, but we hate it at the same time. You know. So it's kind of it's kind of weird to be in that situation. Yeah. Because we yeah. love I love where I live. I know he loves where he lives too. Yeah, I'd love to, to visit, uh, you know, uh, New York, Philly, Boston, Chicago in the wintertime. Traffic, I want traffic heavy because I know I'm leaving. I want all right. of that, but I'm leaving. You, what are you guys doing here 24-7? What? Right. You know, so, but, uh, you know, uh, Tampa is growing like a little wild weed like Florida is, you know, so. Yeah, you do. Today, I mean, yeah. Tampa's. Tampa has traffic. I mean, you have, you have a regular oh, yeah. rush hour yeah. there. Yeah, yeah we, we, because we really uh, are not set up for a major city. So we have one or two thoroughfares that everybody has to use. So we don't have the loops and all that. So it's crazy. It's, you know, we're not in Miami. Miami has a, a highway built every uh, other month, you know? Right. That's a whole other country. <laughs> it, it, bro, it is. It's uh, north of Cuba. <laughs> yeah oh absolutely you got a lot of they got a lot of new yorkers there too though on the on the west coast uh, i i we considered over there but my wife was already established here but i listen i can't say enough good things about florida and but uh, with that either. said yeah rick we yeah but coop you're not allowed to move here uh, well, i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> personal reasons um, so rick, or legal reasons you can't move here personal <laughs> okay yeah, florida doesn't care okay. they take anybody here yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're the bottom of the bowl we are the bottom yeah. of the bowl you know this is where all it goes so rick a storied career uh yeah. 20 was, it was almost 25 years with general correct yeah yeah for sure, it was a was, far hardest was it all decision. With no, it was a general cigar. You know, uh, so I started with the company um, 24 years ago, and I was a rep for about four years. And I was blessed to get to know and very uh, personally get to know Mr. Coleman, the owner of General Cigar. And for whatever reason, uh, he had an eye for talent, and he knew how to put people together. And so, throughout his history of working with me and Benji Menendez. Uh, Benji was always saying to everybody uh, that would hear him, uh, I'm going to go to the, my grave with all this knowledge. Uh, Mrs. Coleman, you have to give me somebody to train, to teach about what we do for a living. And so Mr. Coleman just put us together, and that started my training. And so I trained in the factories for two, two years, one year in the DR and one year in Honduras. And after that training, I rode with Benji for five years. And Benji really taught me the art of blending cigars, our, our tobaccos to create a cigar. Because before that, um, the process of uh, what I was trained in the factories were to receive tobacco from the farm, uh, all the process that, that they, we put that tobacco through, all the way up to uh, banding it, rolling, uh, boxing it, and shipping it. But they never talked to me about uh, blending. And that came when I started to work with uh, Benji. And then after that, uh, I went to work. So four, five years, uh, no, uh, seven years of training 
and then I went to work with Gloria to replace Ernesto. Ernesto was bowed out of uh, uh, you know La Gloria, and we formed this team called Team La Gloria. It was me, Michael Giannini, and Yuri Guillen, the uh, uh, manager of the factory in uh, Nicaragua. I mean, uh, for uh, La Gloria, and that team was together for about eighteen months, and then we merged or bought uh, CAO, and that blender retired, and they tapped me on my shoulder and said, "We're going to take you from La Gloria." and make you responsible for blending for CAO, and that was 13 years ago. After all that, you had to make a decision. So 24 years, mm -hmm. you had to make a decision. So tell us about that decision. Obviously, it was all over the news. We, I think Coop reported it here as well Yeah, yeah on the sure. Scoop with Coop. Tell us yeah. about what that decision was like to, to finally uh, leave the, this place. You know, I've always thought that, uh, you know, about maybe – five to seven years ago, I, I thought that I want to do something by myself. And I really thought that that something by myself was going to be a shop in Tampa because I thought I was done with traveling because, uh, you know, for the last uh, 10 years, uh, I was on the road uh, an average of 200 days a year. And so to, between traveling in the U.S., I also had tours in Europe and Asia every year. So that, you know, it's just wearing on me i love the business but i kind of wanted to take a back step so that was always in the back of my mind what ha happened 2020 happened 2020 happened and we're all kind of stuck in your garage your office your home and say and you start to scratch your head and like what am i doing if time is running out or time is very valuable am i doing what i should be doing at this part of my uh journey or my life and then uh, a friend of mine, my partner uh, for uh, West Tampa, uh, he always calls me on holidays. And so, uh, and uh, January uh, the second, he called me to wish me happy New Year's. And he says, "Hey, what are you going to do?" I said, "Bro, I'm thinking I'm going to retire from Jello Cigar and open up a little shop in Tampa." And he says, "Bro, if you're no mind, I would love to do something with you. Let's form this partnership." And he says, we'll do that. And we are going to open the shop. Is, this is Gus, right? Gus is your partner. Gus Martina. Uh, uh, Gus Martinez. He was a uh, uh, like a, a VP of marketing for General Cigar for about uh, six years. And uh, there's some mergers going on when uh, uh, SCG really took out of uh, General Cigar. And he was kind of uh, replaced. And he was let go. And so we already stayed in touch. And then uh, he says, okay, let's do the shop. And he formed this business plan, and bro, we're going to sign a lease. And he called me uh, one night uh, about, uh, we were going to sign that on a Monday. Thursday night at 10 o'clock, he called me and said, Rookie, I'm out. Wait, what do you mean? There you are. Bro, I can't do this with you because I'm going to be in Richmond. He still lives in Richmond uh, because that was the uh, home of, us, uh, of uh, General Cigar. He says, I'm going to be in Richmond. You're going to be in Tampa. You have to run this shop 24-7. So anything happens, you have to take care. And all I'm going to do is collect money. And that's going to strain our business uh, relationship or our friendship. So I'm out. What I'll do is I'll do everything to get you in that shop. That's a pro. I, I, don't, I can't do it by myself. I don't want to do it. Have you ever thought of doing your own line? No, I really didn't. He says, let me put together a business plan if I create a 
a business uh, for us. And uh, he started to say, okay, if you had uh, a business, what would you call it? So, bro, I really want to connect my grandfather, my history, where I live in Tampa. And I was born and raised in West Tampa. He said, stop. I love that. How about uh, West Tampa Tobacco Company? Bro, I don't know. I'm sure it's already taken. I, I just, I, I know it's going to be taken. And there was a West Tampa cigar company, but there's never a, a West Tampa tobacco company. And we just uh, took that name and we started to kind of show people our, uh, our plans. But I was kept in the background because I was still working with Gentle Cigar. And so right, I had to right. do a lot of planning on the weekends and night times and all that. So we we knew that if we're going to do this, we have to seek out smaller people. Uh, we couldn't got to go to a Rocky Patel, a AJ, uh, you know, a Papine, because the news like what what's Ricky doing in your factory? So right. we started to fish around and we discovered three little factories one was in the dr and two were in nicaragua and so what i did was okay guys i want you to make this style this blend for us uh and then i kind of read what i thought white should be and black should be and all the uh, factories gave us about uh, an average of uh, uh six blends each of uh, the uh, the flavor profile and the body that i wanted and this little guy that we selected garmendia just blew us away blew us away and then so we connected with him and said bro you know i think you you won this opportunity and he i said do you know me he says sir i'm so sorry i, I don't know who you are and, okay don't worry about that because i don't know you so you know it's a two-way road but i i control a line called ceo it's very popular in the u.s and very popular in europe and so I'm leaving a gentle cigar and, and it's okay. And we started to work with him about, uh, we placed our first order about uh, maybe six months ago with him. Guys to this get- this Germ uh, Germandia, is that uh, the name uh, of it? Uh, Garmendia, Garmendia. 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 And uh, they're in SLE. If I had to parachute into SLE and fight them, you couldn't find this guy. He's off the beaten path. Uh, he's more in the neighborhood. That's a, a, a value to him because everybody doesn't have to take a, a, a bike or a motorcycle or a bus to work. They just walk there. Uh, but uh, when we discover this guy, we're doing a lot of Zoom calls. And everything in your Zoom calls kind of look big. So I'm looking at his office. I'm probably a good size office. So I'm sure the factory is going to be a good size. Bro, I went there about a month ago. I was like, oh, my God, we need a bigger boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. And so um, we blew them away with our first order. Uh, I said, what's your biggest order have you ever received? He says, 7,000. I'm thinking 7,000 boxes, 7,000 cigars at one time, Ricky. Wow, wow. And it, it was he worked with two big players too and i i'm not going to name the players because that's their their business but two major players and okay what uh, what other oh I, also one order exactly one order for um uh for uh, five thousand boxes no cigars 
hey, bro, we need about our first order is about 190,000 cigars. <laughs> I'll be in the factory. I want to see your factory. And when I walked in that factory, there was about uh, 20, maybe 22, 24 rollers. At, at that set. So I'm used to going to General Cigar. If I go into the, uh, the factory in the, you know, uh, in the DR, we have close to 1,500 rollers. And uh, in uh, Honduras, we have close to 700 rollers. And uh, in Nicaragua, for CA, we have close to 300 rollers. And so to see that and say, okay, let's get to work. And this is what we, uh, you know, developed and uh, launched called West Tampa. You guys are growing together. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And that's, you know, what the beauty of this, uh, there's two things. With him being this small, I realized I had the power in my hands for the first time in my life to change people's lives for the better. And so he was saying to me, uh, for the last uh, you know year and a half, I have not been able to pay anybody extra money, a bonus, because I'm not at that much work. I'm not bu- uh, busy. And so right. this is the first time in a year and a half that I am paying everybody bonuses. And it's changing these people's lives, bro. Uh, $25 a week uh, to us is nothing. I mean, nothing to two or three cups of coffee. Uh, uh, but uh, for them, it is a life-changing situation. And that was something that I didn't realize I had the power to do. Now I do. And the, you know, the weight of your shoulder gets a little bit heavier. But bring it, bring it, bring it on. Because uh, uh, my focus is to work with people I want to work with. That's the beauty of leaving General Cigar. I'm not forced to work. Hey, you need to do an event with XYZ. Hey, bro, these right. guys do not respect this business. They don't. They're all about my, uh, whoa, whoa, you do your job. Now, I don't have to do that uh, uh, business. I can do it with the people I want to, like Abe and all that. So I knew the targets uh, that I wanted to go after. And that we are only going to open about uh, 75 shops at the first go around because we don't have the product to open more. And um, right now, because of whatever uh people's tasting cigars getting uh, notes of the cigars uh i am now at uh 97 shops and uh, we haven't gone to the show and so and we're also in europe uh, so we uh are a global company uh we're in seven countries right now in europe uh china wants us uh but china's a, a very difficult uh, country to work with uh to get your cigars in but uh, we're going to do that in the uh, Middle East uh, wants us, so I'm going to do that. But, yeah, so far, so good, guys. And we're excited to go to the trade show and start to talk about uh, West Tampa and what it means to us and the value to you guys to carry that line. And hopefully it's going to be uh, work for you guys. Rick, Coop, do you, did about- you ever hear of- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Coop. I was going to ask well, you a question. Ask your question first. No, ask your question first. Oh, had you ever heard of Garmandia? No, no, I, no, no. I, I'm gonna I say haven't. I, I haven't, but I have. Yeah, but, yeah. But yes. that's what I'm gonna say. The only reason why I'm saying I have, I know that they were doing some work during the pandemic for some other companies. And yes, I, yes. But no one was naming the name of the factory, and then afterwards, it got named. Is is what happened. So I didn't really like. This is. I don't think there's another company at the trade show that's got stuff coming out of there right now. So I think this is a very unique proposition that Rick's got going on. 
Right. And uh, he's going to be with us at the trade show. So he's so excited. Hey, bro, he has not left the co- He has never flown on a plane. He's never oh, been wow. to the U.S. And he's going to come to wow. Vegas. And Vegas is going to represent the U.S. in his mind. Like, oh, my God. No, this is, this is not the U.S. And that, after that, he's going to visit a, uh, a cousin that lives in Chicago. Uh, oh my yeah. God! That doesn't. That's another, <laughs> that's another but, story. Uh, but uh, you know, I, Cooper, I can say this: uh, uh, you do know these characters. I know you know everybody. But uh, the two characters uh, that worked with them in the past are very close to you. Very close to you. Okay. I mean, a, a friendship other than business a relationship it. is it? Yeah. So I got yeah. it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, both of them called me and said, bro, fuck you. I'm sorry, but you know what? You stole our little hidden jewel. We're, we were <laughs> planning on doing more with this guy. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. So I'm going to ask a question that maybe I, you don't have to answer, mm-hmm. but you retired in April, mm-hmm. and then in May you announced that you were starting. The, I mean, it had to be the quickest retirement in the history of the cigar comp- in the cigar world. My question, and I'm only asking this because Abe would be asking it. You know, I work for a tiny, tiny little company in the advertising world, right? I, we have two-year non-competes, and they're ironclad. How does that work? Oh, that's a great story. Oh, that's a great story. Red line. Red line. Uh, you know, uh, a great story. Yeah. So uh, when I was done training, I remember I had a meeting in New York with uh, Mr. Coleman. And uh, and the head of sales and the head of marketing, he said, Ricky, uh, so your training is done. We're going to now ship you to uh, La Gloria. You're going to start to blend cigars for La Gloria. And so, uh, you know, Mr. Coleman, so what we're going to do next week, we will uh, give you a uh, contract to sign. And uh, sign this contract. I said, stop, bro. I will sign this contract in blood. I am not going to. I don't care how long. If you say I can't be in the business for 15 years, 50 years after I leave General Cigar, I, I'm not ha- I have no plans to leave it. So I'll sign in the blood. So perfect. So just wait for that. And so I went to work and about maybe six months goes by. Nothing, nothing. And all of a sudden we're at the trade show. And I say, hey, bro, your contract. Yeah, yeah. I've never received one. Yeah. Well, we're going to announce at this trade show that Mr. Coleman just sold General Cigar to Swedish Match. So yeah. it's not our business to sign anybody right now because it's going to be wow. the responsibility of Swedish Match. We don't know if they want a face. So no contract, talk to Swedish Match. And Swedish Match. So at this took point, it you over. thought you might be out of a job, in all honesty. You, like, yes, you, yes, you yeah, for sure. Over, for like, oh, sure. You're not giving yeah. me a contract. We're out. Okay. Right, right, right. So, uh, that, uh, so Swedish Match came on board, and uh, we had a meeting, and we met Lyndon Freeman for the first time. And we're all in Miami, and uh, we had a, a stage, and all the everybody that works in the sales and marketing were there. And he went to the microphone, I remember this, and he tapped it. And he looked at everybody, nothing saying a word, but he says, I like money. And he stood back <laughs> like, a, like a dictator. And like, 
and like I, I was waiting for this wave like this. I like money. And I looked at everybody, oh my God, we're not working for Saturn Claus anymore. Because Mr. Coleman to us was the best of the best. He was just a grandfather to everybody. Everybody respected yeah, the stories him, loved of him. him. Oh, everybody loved bro. him. Yeah. And so uh, when I heard that, I looked at my partner, uh, Michael, and said, I don't think I'm going to get a contract. And he said, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. We, you know, we'll just let, uh, let's focus. So no co contract, nothing. And uh, about uh, May, a, a year later, they announced that they're selling uh, General Cigar to STG. Right. So, okay. Now, again, we don't know what STGs are going to do with this, you know, the group of people, uh, these events guys, uh, the, the blenders, the faces. So it's their We're responsibility. You're in limbo again. Yeah, again. And so uh, about STG took over, and about a year later, they say, hey, we want you to go to a Europe for a tour for your first time. You're going to spend six weeks in Europe touring uh, the, uh, the countries. Bro, I'm in. Let's go. I've never been to Europe. On your dime, let's go. And so, oh, right. by the way, where's your contract? You're not going to. Now, they started to plan this before they announced it. So they already set up every shop that I was going to visit, every country I was going to visit. They're on board. And they says, okay, contract. I said, really? A contract? Yeah. Well, let's uh, go this. About uh, five years ago, General Cigar was going to offer me a contract. I was going to sign that in blood. When Swedish Mac, because I just wanted a job, I was signing in ink. Now I don't uh, want to sign in pencil because I'm not going to sign. Because you guys have wasted so much of my time worrying me that I have a job next year and all that. So I'm not saying, oh, if you don't sign a contract, you don't go to Europe. Okay. Nice. Oh, no, no, no. We need to, to go to, well, it sounds like your problem, not mine. So what <laughs> do you want to do? Okay, no contract. It's kind of one wow. way. And all of a sudden, when I try to uh, retire with General Cigar, uh, it was like leaving the mafia. They're like, there's no way. You have a contract. Like, oh, yeah, dig for one. And they're fucking digging and digging. You have to have something, a piece of napkin with him signing something. No, sir, we have nothing. You knew. You knew that whole time you didn't yeah. have it. Okay. Yeah. And so, wow. uh, so that, that doesn't happen. That yeah. No, it doesn't happen. Business, no. Right? It doesn't happen. It's just, you know, that's, that's my life story, uh, you know. I should be, I know this for a fact, I should be under a prison uh, or in prison this day because people have looked at me, came to my life and directed me to this situation, not this one. And I just think it's my, you know, my garden angel, what do you want to call it? Always push that around and nobody signed it. And so wow. I was lucky and gentle cigar, um, were they were they were angry. I'm sure they weren't happy. They, they, I'm sure they weren't happy. They were they were angry. But, but that, uh, in, in there was no that way was that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I I did the right thing, bro. I did not steal a penny from Jello Cigar. I worked until I left Jello Cigar on April the 29th. It was a Friday, and I was going to retire that Friday. 
Uh, so Monday, I'm free. And so I worked uh, an event, and everybody's saying for my last month, why are you doing events? You're, you're, you're done. Don't fucking worry about flying and staying in the house. No, Jennifer Gore is paying me. So my last event, I set a, a sales record of $17,000 of sales in three hours of, uh, of a shop. And uh, I bow out that I gave General Cigar everything that I had to give him to the last minute I can give him. Because again, you have to realize General Cigar gave me and my, uh, my uh, family a life that I could never dream possible uh, 23 years ago or 24 years ago. So I, I owe these guys. I love these guys. I would I would love to work with them in the future once that angry kind of goes away, you know. But uh, I, you know, I love everybody. Yeah, yeah. This industry, yeah. very forgiving. You know, especially you did yeah. the honorable it, it thing, like you said. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah. went out with a bang. Uh, you know, right. you, right. you, yeah. you fulfilled your responsibilities to the end. Absolutely. So you, you know, uh, yeah, I've, I've talked to a lot of people with Joe Cigar. And they're pulling for me. Even the guys are, you know, Regis, uh, you know, you know, Regis, Goop, and yep. Regis, you know what? Uh, he was hurt. And he said, at the end of the day, he said, bro, you need to do what you need to do with your, for your family. And when he said that to me, I said, bro, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk down the road. He said, we will definitely talk down the road. But right there, the road is too short right now. So. Right, right. <laughs> Rick, as bad, I don't know, it's bad, but. You hear Gerald all the time, they're the big 800-pound gorilla, they're the bad mm -hmm. guys. But when you left, I'm telling you, there was, there was an outpouring of love. And when you yeah. announced you're coming back, the love was all there. I mean, yeah. that's something to say about you. Well, thank you, bro. It's overwhelming, the support that we yeah. receive. Uh, uh, half the shop, uh, two-thirds of the shops that bought in West Tampa didn't see the product didn't try the product, didn't know how much the product was going to cost them or uh, retail for, and said, Ricky, you have history with us. Your history is, you know, CAO, but we trust you. Come on, come on. So it has been overwhelming, yeah. that support, yeah. and I just don't want to let anybody down from anybody that's working with uh, West Tampa uh, for box bands, cigar making, or anybody's going to take it and try to sell the cigar for us. And so I just don't want to let anybody down. Rick, West Tampa, the name. Okay, so obviously I know you have Tampa roots. What, what, is, what is the West Tampa area? Is that Ybor City? Is that another area? What's special about West Tampa? And how does that tie back into cigars? So uh, it ties back first uh, for my grandfather and grandmother that left Cuba in 1953. Uh, in 1952, Tampa, for the first time ever, outproduced Cuba making Cuban cigars. Why? Because they had more manufacturers, uh, more tobacco, uh, more rollers than uh, uh, Cuba did. Because we had this influx of not only Cubans coming from Cuba, but we had this uh, other uh, group uh, called the Italians that uh, came and settled in Tampa. So they were looking for jobs. And so the Cubans and the Italians got together and started to say, hey, we have openings. We'll train you guys to roll cigars. And the, that built in the, you know, maybe in the 30s and 40s, uh, this machine-made cigars and, and the, uh, you know, uh, uh, in front of uh, the Italians. So when my grandfather and grandmother left, uh, everybody said, go to Ebor. 
but there was a cry in the kind of a, a growing situation in West Tampa. So that was growing and say, you know, you can't go to Ebor, but there's kind of busy. And so come to West Tampa. And West Tampa from Ebor City is about maybe five miles. Okay. It's not that it's not that far. So uh, right. they started to build these factories and they had more housing around these factories that you can walk to. And so that helped West Tampa uh, started to grow. And that's where Villazon and Oliva's started to, uh, you know, build their factories in West Tampa. Yeah. So and so uh, knowing that my father or my grandfather, grandmother came from Cuba to roll cigars, not in Ebor, but West Tampa. And taking my knowledge when I was visiting the world at anywhere in the uh, U.S., where are you from? Tampa. Oh, cigar capital of the world. That still resonates with a lot of cigar smokers at Tampa. It's right. still ground zero in the U.S., not Miami. They're never mentioned Miami. But there's no more, you know, uh, uh, you know, factory owners in Miami than Tampa. There's like Fuente mm -hmm. and Oliva here. That's it. Always, uh, the other guys are in Miami or, you know, uh, around that area. But around the world, when you mentioned Tampa, bro, cigar capital of the world. So I was kind of worried if I launched a cigar with a city attached to it, would Philly, would Boston, would New York side, but maybe that would happen when you, if you base your company in Philadelphia and say, uh, we're going to name it uh, Philadelphia. And so well, Boston guys, fuck you guys. I don't support anything from that area. Right, but uh, right. Tampa has this image of like, it, it's not yeah. sport related. It's cigar related, so that's the reason we just uh, named the uh, the uh, company West Tampa. I just looked at a map. It's like on the other side of of the of the center of the city, right? Like it's yeah. Like the the interstate uh, the West interstate the interstate uh, four seventy five uh, uh, two seventy five divided all these little uh, uh, communities. Right. And so, if you look at what uh, represents Ebor City today is half is what it was uh at the uh, beginning because that interstate uh four cut that down the middle and it just destroyed that sense of community you know oh you're on the other side not the true right. side of ebor oh you're from west tampa not ebor so it was kind of all connected but uh because of the interstate system developed now we're separate kind of countries so we're going to be West Tampa in Ebor City. Before we go to the break, I want to. You spoke about your grandparents um, immigrating from from Cuba, settling in the West Tampa area, and and earlier you spoke about how you know the reason why the the name is because you wanted to, to highlight where they settled and and that part. So in in the boxes, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a dedication yes. to your grandparents, yeah. right? Yeah. Can yeah. you tell us about and, that? Uh, it's a story because everybody's going to want to know what, why West Tampa. And so we're not going to be able to be at every shop and every time that question arrives. So what we did is like, let's write the story inside the box. So if you read the story, you'll uh, find out West Tampa is because Ricky's grandparents come. And it goes to the history of who helped me become uh, the blender I am today, and I kind of uh, shout out to Benji Menendez uh, in that little paragraph. So it, I think it 
when you read this, it connects to every, okay, got it, got it. So this symbol, this little pick is going to last throughout. So even if we have a new line called course that we're going to do next year, that little symbol will be on that box. So you can spot, oh, that's a West, Tampa. exactly. So you're right. going to be, say, that's a West Tampa product. How do you know it's called course? Uh, because that little symbol uh, entered the case okay. to these guys is connected throughout the, every uh, project we uh, get involved with. Very cool. I want to I want to talk a little bit more about the cigars themselves. I know that yeah. uh, Charlie Creekmore wants to know. He's got a lot of detailed questions, yeah. and uh, you know, in my reading, I've I've read about the two blends that the the white and the black that are coming out. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to get into that in the second part of the uh, of the show. Coop, did you have anything else that we can touch on quickly before we uh, we jump into a break? Oh, I think we covered. I think that's good. I think that was kind of where I wanted to go next. Yeah, it's cool. I was, I, you know, it's funny because I spoke to Abe very briefly a week or two ago, and that was my question to him. You, you answered obviously how how it happened that you were able to start up right away, because even guys like uh, uh, didn't didn't Saka have to wait a couple years, Coop, before yeah. he uh, decided Sokka. to, you know, a lot of these guys. Yeah, Saka had to wait. Nick Malillo had to go on. He had he formed like a consulting company for a little while before he was ready to launch. So, um, and we've seen they issues. Probably had like, everything ready. They they both probably had everything all set to go, but they were waiting out their time. Yeah, and look about. I mean, people may remember about eleven years ago uh, when Sam Lucia left Oliva and tried to launch his own company, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and he had a, he had a non compete, and Oliva went after him and basically uh had an injunction from him displaying at the trade show so i mean these things can get enforced and they can't get sticky sometimes is what i'll tell you oh, man yeah but wow what a what a uh, it's just lucky bro it's just lucky <laughs> yeah. it's amazing There's nothing wrong with luck man yeah well, because cool. you know well, again you're you you're controlling a line for jello cigar that uh was when we took over cao on the lines of jello cigar had Macanudo, Cohiba, Punch, Particus. It was number seven. Uh, when I left it, it's number one. If you take out smalls from uh, Macanudo, if you're just uh, looking at the premium line, uh, CL is the biggest blind selling line for Jello Cigar SED today. That's to, to me unbelievable. So the first time in the you know in Jello Cigar's history ever that somebody took over number one place from uh, Macanudo. It's been from 68 to 2000, uh, you know, t uh, 20 uh, was uh, when we really took over. So a lot of years that was number one. And uh, now, oh, well, they are uh, CEOs number one. I'm, you know what? The person that decided to, to make that purchase from Tim Ozinger was probably patting themselves on the back right now, man. They made a good choice. <laughs> All right. Yes, so yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's uh, do this. Let's uh, talk about that when you uh, get back. Uh, uh, yeah, because Perfect. it was not a good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, we were very worried about CEO, and CEO was going to go to a uh, house brand. Uh, so it was well, going right. to so go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, want, I want to talk about that then because yep. that's something a lot of yep. our listeners, we've had Tim on the show before. Uh, yep. And we've talked to a lot of people from CAO before. So I want to talk about that then because that's interesting. And I yep. see Coop's eyes. Well, up like I am. I, I think I know I part of this story. I think Rick told yep. part of this story to me yep. in an interview. But um, okay. so I think it's, But I'm hoping it's 
maybe it's something different, but it's a bit, the other big deal is look, you have the two faces of CAO back at the trade show this year yeah, for the last twenty five yeah, years. Yeah. It's a yeah. very like, wow. it's kinda of like soccer and Melillo in two thousand fifteen. Now you got the two big names of CAO over yeah. the last twenty five years. You're back. Even though you didn't yeah. work together, it's yeah, still, yeah, yeah. to me, it's still yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, it wow. is. And uh, when I saw the announcement, no, I knew about it about you know t- uh, six months ago. Uh, I got wind of it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm yeah. I'm, so, I, well, I'm so happy I'm not out there representing CL, and he's t- trying to tell the story of CL. Like, oh my god, it's so confusing right now. Yeah, it would be so difficult. All right, yeah, we're gonna would. take a quick break. I want to talk about CAO. So when we come back from the break, we'll do CAO. We're going to do Name That Jam. We've got uh, Would You Rather, those fun games. Uh, are we? Do- is there a tale of the tape, Alex? I don't Not know. Yet. We didn't Me start it again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we won't do that, but we got a lot to talk about with Rick Rodriguez. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. The H Oven, Nicaragua by AJ Fernandez. The original versus the heritage. What's the difference between the two? The H Oven Nicaragua, A.J. Fernandez Heritage. The story of A.J. Fernandez coming from Cuba, raised by his grandmother out there, has a lot of love for the country, but also he loves tobacco and he loves his new area where he bought his farm called Finca La Lilia, named after his grandmother, Farm of Lily. So he's got the love of tobacco, he's got the love of Cuba, and he's got the love of, of Nicaragua. Let's put them all together. So that tells the story of this triple fermented Brazilian Matafina wrapper and AJ estate grown Nicaraguan binders and fillers, creating a beautiful array of some sweetness, soft leather, a little bit of spice with nice aroma notes of black pepper and earth tones. We hope you go out and enjoy this one that it really tells the story of AJ, his love of Cuba, Nicaragua and H oven. So please go out and try one. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. H oven, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez heritage. Staying at my brother-in-law's house, me, the kids, and the dogs. But, um, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are or to each his own with whatever you're surrounded by because you can enjoy your favorite things wherever you go, like Bonner Private Wines. Now, this Malbec is an Argentinian Malbec that's almost as rare as this common eider right here. You see, it's, uh, it's grown in a uh, vineyard that is 8,950 feet in the air. It's part of a sampler pack that Bonner Private Wines offers KMA listeners. All you have to do is go to kmawines.com and you can get a three bottle sampler for a great price. We give you a discount from KMA and they'll also discount the shipping for you. So uh, check it out, kmawines.com. And uh, before the show starts up again, I'm gonna talk to this very rare, beautiful specimen of a bird and finish up my Bonner Private Wines. Keep it lit. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Celebrating 85 years of success, the Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversary Nicaragua is a tribute to the outstanding accomplishments the brand has achieved since their inception. Receiving multiple awards such as the number two cigar of the year in 2021 for Cigar Aficionado, 2021's Best Cigar for Cigar Snob Magazine, and three more prestigious awards. The Monte Cristo 1935 Anniversary Nicaragua 
comes from the creative minds of Rafael Nadal, AJ Fernandez, and the Grupe de Maestros. This full-body Nicaraguan Puro pays homage to the original tobaccos that were used in the very first Monte Cristo cigar that was ever produced. Flavor notes you'll detect while smoking this gem are pepper, cedar, and chocolate, which pairs perfectly with a cappuccino. No matter what four sizes you pick, this classic smoke will send you on a trip down memory lane and all the way back to 1935. Oh, well, that was a quick intro back in. <laughs> Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. It's <laughs> Paul, Alex the Goat, and William Cooper from cigar-coop.com. And we are joined by our special guest, Rick Rodriguez. Do, you know what's so weird? I, this is terrible. I, uh, I was looking at that commercial, the Bonner wine commercial. And we were just up at my brother-in-law's house. We were sleeping in that room of death downstairs. And I saw my one little dog was there. And then I saw out of the corner of the screen my, my big dog that was still alive last year when we were there. I got a little got a little teary-eyed. Um, but uh, anyway, we're back to talking to Rick Rodriguez. I think – oh, wait. Hold on. We got a little audio. Uh, I think Alex will do uh, Name That Jam, and then we're going to go to Rick and talk to him about um, – about the CAO stuff that we wanted to get into. Uh, and hopefully Coop will have some uh, new details because I can tell he's chomping at the bit. <laughs> Rick, are you there still? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, great. So, yeah, yeah we can hear you. So, Rick, this is what we're going to do. Uh, well, let's intro it first. So I'm going to intro our game. You're okay. uh, you're the contestant on this game called Name That Jam, brought to you by our friends at Avo Cigar. <laughs> So, Tim, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Rick, it's really easy. This is how it works. Uh, Avo provides us with a clip, and we play a clip of a song. It's like a couple seconds long. And your goal is to name the band and or the song. I think we're accepting both at this point. We probably have like a, what, Alex, 30 40% at this point? Yeah, maybe 30%. There, people getting it right? Yeah. This okay. one, I think, is kind of yeah. a layup. Okay. Right. Oh, oh, bro, really? Really? No pressure. Okay. Right, yeah, no pressure. exactly. So we can play it again. We can play it All again right. if you need it. Well, that was an idiotic move on my part. I played the reveal. But uh Yeah, so I think it's tough. <laughs> I moved Thank you so much, so bro. Thank that. you so much. That was uh, Name That Jam presented by Avo yeah. Cigar. Let's listen to the clip what it would have been. Oh, Abe would have killed you on this one. Oh, my God. Would you have gotten that? Uh, that was not yeah, a layout. Because, uh, yeah, that song was written in, I think, in uh, Clearwater. Oh, well, wow. that would be why it was picked. Yeah. Yeah, so. that was awful. I, I no man. No, that I was horrible. But thank you so much for doing that because <laughs> I knew that I'm not the the guy that I love music, but I do not pay attention who's singing this song. But so thank you so. Well, much. if you didn't get so it, that anyone was, uh, watching, that, that was Roadhouse Blues by the Doors. Thank you. Paul. Right. 
name that jam presented by Avo Cigars, where they say seamlessly pairing great music with fine cigars for many years. There we go. Oh, Abe's gonna kill you. I moved the clip. I moved them so that I would not do that too. Like I specifically pushed them up, and I, I still made the mistake. It's been a little while since we've done this. Yeah, right, so let's get back to the interview with Rick. Rick, <laughs> you were about to tell us about CAO. So when I, I was saying that, you know, the, the guy at General that decided to acquire CAO it was probably patting themselves on the back, but you're saying that's not what the deal was in the beginning. So so tell us what what was the what was the climate, what was the situation surrounding the CAO acquisition? So at the beginning, this is uh, what I heard uh, from, uh, you know, management. So at the beginning, they didn't want CEO. They went after, um, uh, uh, this, this is the name of the uh, shop, Coop. Um, who was that? They were looking uh, for uh, a different brand? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, the brand was made uh, in the factory. It was uh, their factory that was making uh, Jack Toronto. So yes. they really wanted oh. Toronto cigars Back that then. were making cigars for CAO. So uh, through the uh, the process of uh, you know buying Toronto, they said, well, the deal is we just talked to the partners, our partners at CAO. They are also for sale. So we want to do this. We want to you to buy Toronto and CAO. And so now we're not interested in CAO, but if you want us, you have to do this. And so, okay, we'll do this. And so about six months later, Toronto says, you know what? I think you're going to gobble us up and you're not going to do the right thing for our brands. And so we're out. CAO said, whoa, we're not out. We want to stay in. And so, no, without, you know, Toronto, we have no uh, you know, reason to purchase you, CAO. And so I think they negotiate a better price point. And so, okay, we'll buy them. And so at that point, uh, General Cigar was getting calls from catalog guys. We need our own house line. Would you sell like uh, Punch or Excalibur to like, there's no way we're going to sell that. But maybe we'll acquire somebody and make that yours uh, blend or your house blend or your house company. And so when I was chosen to start to work with, uh, you know, CAO, I remember kicking and screaming, I don't want to leave, uh, you know, LaGloria because LaGloria is still doing this. Even though Vanessa was going to kind of go away, uh, LaGloria is still on that pace. And so I've never enjoyed a uh, cigar from CEO. The only cigar that I smoked was maybe their, um, the Brasilia. And I said, bro, this is a great cigar, but I never got into that line. And so- Which is the one they, that most people, if you mentioned CAO, that, that exactly. seems to be the one, right? Yep, that's that what people got me know. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the number one selling uh, line for them forever. And when they introduced that cigar, it, it just took off. And that was their number one line. Until maybe 2017, uh, 18, when uh, uh, Flathead overtook for the first time being the number one uh, selling cigar for CEO. So now it's Flathead and uh, Brasilia number two. And so we knew that. So going down that road, I said, bro, I, I, I don't now, you know, I, I'm sorry. You think I'm asking you for permission? We're telling you you're going to go to CEO. And so when I went to CEO, <laughs> 
the marketing uh, director for CEO and me had a meeting and said, guys, you have two years. Uh, if you do not stop this in two years, we're going to take this brand and sell it to a internet catalog guys. And so hmm. no pressure, you're out. And so we started to make cigars for CEO. And the first cigar that we introduced to the market was Osa. And Osa was kind of the great cigar that got better over time because at the beginning, bro, when I started to introduce myself, do uh, events and all that, bro, everybody, you know, you guys are going to destroy CAO. You're the big company. You don't care about your companies. You're going to just make it a mass production cigar from Jell Cigar. I said, bro, don't blame me. I'm here to do my job. I'm just doing my job. And so, Osa was okay, and then I got too big for my britches, and I start. I, I wanted to connect where CEO was based in Nashville, and so mm -hmm. I did a, a series, a, a cigar called Concert. Um, so, Concert was a epic failure. I mean, it was off the market in less than uh, eighteen months. It was it was a record at that time. For a cigar that General Cigar introduced the market and got off the market in 18. So I have two or three records. I have most sales and events, most uh, you know sales for a cigar line, uh, you know a flathead, and also I have that this championship uh, cigar that was taken off of the market so quickly that no, you know even a dead line that General Cigar have done in the history had two three years worth of trying, but uh, concert was. Get it, was get it cigar, off the market. It, it was, but it wasn't a it bad was, cigar. Yeah, it was a presentation. Kevin, what Kevin we Chiggins learned, it was awesome. What yeah. we learned was presentation means a lot because a lot of guys saw that box and oh, it's a gimmick. What is this? Music? A concert speaker? We're out. You know, bro, taste the cigar. You know, now, nah, now, nah, because they're already setting their mind. I don't like this presentation, so I'm not going to like the cigar. And that what happened. Because I knew that for a fact, because I was doing events, and sometimes I took out of my pocket, hey, try this. If you don't like concert, try this one. It's unbanded. I'm working on this sample for the next try. Oh, oh. Now, if you can launch this cigar, I would buy really, and then never sold. Hey, the band in my pocket is called concert. Yes, there, look at that. Look at that little. And my Compared to today, my, though, Rick? Yeah, but compared to today, this is not gimmicky. You know, it's funny. Not, right. exactly. yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, uh, you know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we learned from that, and we learned that the blend wasn't bad, but the presentation. So we get a market. So now I'm forced. Okay, guys, it doesn't look good. Yeah, you know, right. uh, we're going to give you one more shot, and uh, the shot was uh, to launch the cigar. And I was working on a project. They usually give us a year. Six months for uh, the uh, uh, the blend, and six months for the presentation, the story that you know uh, kind of tells the story about that blend, and uh, everything that they did was marketing driven. So the name was created by marketing, uh, the blend was created by marketing. All they did for us are like this is the blend we want, and they wanted it to take all the world blends, whatever uh, world uh, uh, series that we have, and make it one cigar. So they wanted like seven fillers, one binder and one wrapper. Like that's eight or nine tobaccos fighting each other. And so, well, 
That's your job. Oh, and let's you, uh, let's, uh, we're going to call it sync. Like the boy band in sync. I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, again, it's not your job to like mm -hmm. it or not, but your job is to do it. And so we're working on the project, and then they showed me uh, the box. And that when I saw the box, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to be able to represent the cigar. I'm not going to be able to step up to anybody and say, hey, enjoy this uh, cigar called Boy Band and Sync with this rainbow that threw up on a box. It, it's just horrible. And so, so I remember calling Dan Carr, the president of Gentle Cigar at that time. I was in the factory on a Monday. I said, bro, we're done. We can't get this blend down. Have you sell the box? You like the name? Eh, the name is kind of, eh, but that's not my job. I'm the president. But how about the box? Uh, yeah, the box is, eh, I don't like it. Well, you need to stop this project. And he said, no, we're too far. Ricky, we're only two months from the trade show. We need to uh, row 75,000 cigars for the trade show. So we need to blend this week. I said, bro, I'm done. I'm done. He says, what, what are you going to do? I said, bro, allow me to create a new cigar. He said, Ricky, you're in the factory. It's Monday. If you can create a blend, a presentation of name by uh, uh, Friday when you leave, and I'll see you on Monday in Richmond uh, to showcase your new cigars. I said, bro, let's do this. So I had this crazy <laughs> concept called Flathead. I love the old car engines. I love the old Ford engines. So... I said to the guys, <clears throat> we're going to do two blends. I'm going to create one blend, and you guys create one blend, my team. And th we did it. And uh, my blend won. But we're smoking that blend on Tuesday afternoon, late afternoon. And we're smoking as bro. The blend is good, but it's too hot in my mouth. I need to either change the tobaccos to cool it down, or what do we do to cool this to offer more flavor? And the roller that I wrote, uh, work with all the time to make my blends, I said, Ricky, box press it. I looked at him, bro. Okay, let's box press it. We knew that was going to cool this cigar smoke out of your mouth. So, okay, box hmm. press uh, one, and we'll smoke it tomorrow. And we smoke, okay, we got it. Okay, okay, let's go to the box factory, and we just purchased a CNC machine. That cuts lids. I said, bro, I drew a picture of a, a kind of engine block. Make this on the lid. And they did. And I said, okay, give me that lid, the cigar, and I'm going. So do me a, yes. And so do me a favor and uh, start production on the lids. And so when I get home, before I go to the meeting, I want you to say how many lids you make. I said, how many you want? At least a, a thousand. A thousand lids over the weekend. We can do that. We can do that. And uh, Monday morning, I called it. How many lids? Ten. ten. Oh, no, bro, I don't need 10,000. No, 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 sir. Ten lids. The fucking machine can't keep up. The program is oh. too small. We need to buy a bigger program to make. Oh, my God. So now I'm going into this. Uh, I have a cigar, but the, the box is not going to be made. And so I participate in the cigar to the team. And the, what is this called flathead? What is a flathead? Explain. I said, okay, do you believe in this project? I really do. Let's go to the, uh, 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 the show with it. And we knew that we had something special, but we knew box press in a lot of people's uh, eyes are not cigar shapes that they like.
so about a third of the market will refuse to try it because they just don't like that shape in their mouth. But we go uh, to the trade show, and little by little, people are like, what is this? What is this? How, what size? We have all the way from a Lancero all the way up to 7 by 70 Craziness. And said, so, okay. We were, and it just took off. And I remember six months later having a meeting. Uh, guys, are you going to sell this to uh, internet guys? Or, no, we're not going to. We're not going to sell this to internet guy. And the next year, what do I follow up with? Columbia and Amazon Basin. And at that time, in three years, four years later, General Cigar owns CAO, and that changed wow. everybody's mind about, about that. So uh, the beauty of working at General Cigar, I've never heard no. I never heard no. Uh, I never heard, I want to use this tobacco. No, you can't. Uh, I want this tobacco. I can't get it. Whatever I wanted to use, I can use. And then whatever I wanted to get, they get for me. So uh, going from that situation to a uh, factory that has about maybe two, maybe four wrappers, and leaving Jello Cigar that I have access to about 30 wrappers, like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, okay, it's going to be interesting. But it's going to be fine. So that's kind of the story. And uh, I don't think a General Cigar ever looked back and said that was a wrong decision to bring Bricky on board or not to sell that to an internet a catalog guy because it is a wow. money-making machine uh, called CAO right now for General Cigar SCG. Wow. Very that's cool. pretty cool. Well, so now talking about the past, mm -hmm. let's talk about the present and the future for you. So, uh, West Tampa, let's let's talk about the lines that, that you're releasing. Are you, are you going to be at the P PCA, you said? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, so, so let's talk about the black and the and the white. So when you look at the black and white, it's kind of, you know, oh, we knew that uh, we want to introduce to the market one blend, uh, one style. So it's going to be the white. And so um, why the white? Because the white represented to me a project that I wanted to work on. Uh, this project uh, was so for Europe. Uh, I went to Europe about eight times. And through that process, I was learning more about the smokers in Europe versus the U.S. And what I realized, the U.S. smokers today can teach a class, a master class of what we do and how we do it. Because they're so used to talking to the Rockies of the world, the AJs of the world, the Papings of the world, because everybody's doing events and they're talking about the processing of the tobacco to get this cigar. But in Europe, they, they don't have that access to these guys. And so their palate is better than the Americans. Uh, so they pick up notes of blends that the American they will pick up the white of pepper notes with the the US smokers like it's peppery. Which one? White pepper, uh, you know, dark pepper, uh, you know, black pepper. I don't know, a pepper. But these guys in Europe, so we knew that we wanted to kind of, we're going to be global, launch a cigar with for that. But Gus says, well, how about your fans in the U.S. that like your dark wrappers, that used to your, your uh, you know, your flathead, your bones, your session, all of these popular uh, that made you, what about them? Okay, you're right. So let's make a black version of that uh, cigar. And so we launched together black and white. 
So when you lo uh, look at the white, if you look at the, the blends are kind of almost the same, same wrappers. So one is uh, Ecuadorian Havano, a pink uh, wrapper. So it has a, a kind of a, uh, in the barns, uh, when we looked at tobacco, it looks pinky, not uh, yellow or uh, brown or blonde. It looks kind of a tint of pink. So they named it pink. But if the uh, the wrapper is the same wrapper that we're using the black, a little bit more fermentation, a little bit higher priming. So the black, uh, because of fermentation, allows us to change that color blacker. It's not Maduro because my training taught me to make a cigar a Maduro. You have to be able to rotate it in your mouth before you light it and taste the sugar. Why? Because what we did with fermentation is heat your, your tobacco uh, uh, higher temperatures, break down the starches. What is starch? Sugar. So any Maduro, you should be able to rotate and pull it. But now, when you smoke it, we can disguise it, take that sweetness out of play. But before you light it, that's a true Maduro in the eyes okay. of General Cigar in my training. So if Rocky Patel says black is Maduro, why? And look at the wrapper. That's what he believes in. It's good for him. But for us, in my training, you have to be able to taste that sweetness, that sugar, before you say in your box, Maduro. So if you look at, uh, so would you discover for me when I smoke the white citrus, with a finish of nuts, you know, uh, a peanut, something maybe not salty, but a nuts flavor and the finish. When you look at the black, more body, more spice. Uh, so we're kind of playing opposite. With the, the white, I want to really focus on the flavor of that wrapper. But the black, I want to really highlight and bring in the front my blend to create uh, that spiciness that uh uh that more body for that cigar and what when will these be available for people well like i said uh you know i, I opened up uh now uh over 90 shops so they are on the market right now so uh okay. what we're doing is at the trade show that is in our eyes plan b are the second round of opening accounts and they will start to perceive that product, uh, West Tampa, and maybe mid uh, August to late August, beginning of September. Uh, but uh, the guys that I have on board right now can continue to sell it, uh, order it, uh, uh, you know, whenever they want. So we have enough product to fulfill any orders after we release because we didn't want to sell out everything, just opening accounts and it catches on fire. I need an order couple of boxes I'm out well that's the death of your cigar when can I get it right. in two months bro I can't leave that space empty for two months so you're out and so we calculated what we sold in pre-packs and what we're going to uh, help behind for reorders so that's the same thing we're going to do for the next round so if we can only open in this trade show uh, another hundred accounts 200 I and mean, 125 we have to say sold out because we're not going to lie to these guys and promise them something that they're not going to get until January. Yeah, they've made the space. Yeah, yeah. Well, my question to you is, and then I'll let Coop jump in because I'm sure he has more detailed questions, but 
my, you know, my question for you is after after 24 years in the business, working for a powerhouse like General, like you said, you could really get any tobacco that you wanted. I'm sure you had heard from other people in the industry, like, man, we love this rapper. We just can't, we can't get it. You know, that, that type of thing. So after 24 years and, and you were kind of like in the best position as a blender because, you know, everything was available to you. One, did, did you... Did anybody try to, any of your mentors try to convince you to not do this? And two, did you ever question yourself whether or not you should even be should be doing this in the current climate? All, I mean, all the things are stacked against you, right? In the, in the When you're starting, a, especially in this day and age. So, so one, did anybody try to convince you not to do it? And two, did you try to convince yourself not to do it? No, uh, I, I have a... a, a a group of people that I really trust and uh, respect. And I reached out to a Nestle. I reached out to a Benji. I reached out to a handful of uh, players in the uh, Eric. Uh, uh, so I've reached out to these guys that I think are my friends. And uh, when I said to, I'm thinking about uh, retiring and doing something on my own, uh, their response all the time was about time. And uh, what do I need to do for you? Wow. And so when I was, you know, told that uh, all my worries of I'm doing the right thing, uh, that timing is right, or I'm picking the right partner, all that just went away. So when I had the belief in people that I respect are over mm -hmm. me in my eyes, uh, my mentors, uh, and I considered, uh, you know, Eric a mentor for me because he owned his own factory. He didn't work for somebody. He but right. sweat and tears built this from nothing to something and so uh, when he says bro do it it's your time and uh, i will be there for you if you uh, you need anything from me and so no let's go let's go to work and so uh, i don't worry about tomorrow and i definitely don't worry about yesterday i just live my life today i really do and um uh what that's going to happen is going to happen i know this Somebody's going to smoke cigars. Somebody's going to bring in new cigars. If you believe in your project, if you believe in your product, you have a fighting chance. And all I need is that door to be open. And it's my job to sell it the second time, the third time. Your job is to sell it in, get it to the shop, and then uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of share that with your fan base. It's my job to make a blend that they want to go back to. So yeah, all I need you guys to do is open your door, open your humidor to, uh, for me, and I'll do my job. I'll I'll, I'll do my job. Is it bro? You're in. You're in. Couple technical questions before I turn it over mm -hmm. to Coop for the hard hitting questions. But uh, so Randy Bush is asking about the price point, and Charlie is asking about the box counts. Uh, box counts are uh, twenty. Uh, price points depending on where you at in your tax situation. Uh, $8.99 for the Robusto, uh, $9.99 for the Toro, and $10.99 for the 6x60. Okay. First well. So, so, Rick, obviously there's future projects that you're going to have, and I'm not really going to drill into those with you because mm -hmm. I know it's still probably a ways away, but is the plan you're going to still work with, with one factory? Are you going to work with many factories? How, how are you going to work that going down the road? That's a great question. I think, uh, you know, uh, we'll work with multiple factories. What I learned from General Cigar, uh, being a 
company that uh, owned uh, three factories. Uh, I was amazed when I was done with training in the DR for a year. I thought I was ready to do my job. And so no, you need to go to Honduras and learn their process. Like <laughs> this is the same company. Now every factory runs different. So what Gentle Cigar has is not a McDonald franchise and one in uh, you know the DR, one in Honduras and one in Nicaragua. What they were smart enough to do is say, we already have a factory that produces this style in the DR. If we're going to buy a new factory, we need new styles, new ways of, of fermentation, new techniques to offer us something different. So if you look at General Cigar or FCG, what they own is three burger uh, joints, but not all McDonald's. One is McDonald's in the DR. They also own a Burger King in uh, Honduras and Wendy's are five guys in uh, uh, Nicaragua. So at the beginning of the day, all three of those burger uh, uh, companies start with the same thing, a beef patty and a bun. How they process it, what they add to it, how they present it to you is different. But at the end of the day, the core is the same. Tobacco is the same. How you process the, uh, that tobacco makes it different. So knowing that, that that was a value to General Cigar, is going to also be of value to me to work with other manufacturers. Not only give you some manufacturers out there, if you're known for a full body, spicy cigar, you're going to have problems developing that mild, creamy cigar because you're not used to working with that style of tobacco. And so for me, what project will dictate who I'm going to work with? Because that project that I want a high-end cigar, maybe Garmendia can't reach with. I right now he has no access to uh, Connecticut Broadleaf. I know it in my heart. I want to do a cigar with Connecticut Broadleaf, and so who has access to that? Who can I work with uh, to bring forth that blend that I have in my mind using that wrapper? So I have. To, I'm going to be forced until I control a factor myself. Um, but I, I have to work with other, uh, other players and, uh, and those other players have been coming after me left and right too. So I've been, uh, receiving calls for a lot of manufacturer, bro. Uh, think about me. I would love to, um, work with you and uh, make a cigar for you. So that's another wow. benefit. That's good. That's good. I mean, that's a good thing to hear. Are you going to get, I understand for this project, the black and white, you really couldn't probably get his hands on in the factory if you wanted yeah. to, just because it was the circumstances. Is that the plan going forward that you'll, you'll be a lot more involved in the factory oh, in the blend development? For sure. For sure. You know, I, again, the, the, the reason we chose Gourmandia, he was closest to my image, even if I was making the cigar and what that should taste like and perform like. So that was to me like, okay, I want to work with this guy uh, closer, but any uh, factory from now on that I work with, I will be in there selecting tobaccos from all the way from the fillers to uh, the wrappers, the binders. I wanted to use this. Show me what you have to offer me and I'll start to do my job. Now, again, I'm used to working with the team. So my approach is always going to say, okay, I'll give you two or three blends that I went uh, want you to create but i want your team to create two or three blends right. and hopefully one of those blends from somebody 
either me or them are going to be like, bro, this is why it's about everything. And sometimes it's going to be those blends. I'm happy to say, hey, bro, that guy, that company made that blend with my approval. This blend, I created by myself. So I don't care about patting my back or I, I control everything. That You're lying, you're lying, you're lying to anybody because people, I don't care how big or small your factory is, there are other people working on your projects, giving you cigars. So sometimes you're just sampling and say, bro, this beats my blend. So let's go with that. So I'm not right. a, a guy that so well, it's not my blend. So you know, I have no problem to say, bro, I did not like with West Tampa, I did not blend the cigar. But this cigar, I gave them directions and they got as close as I could come for the directions I gave you. So that's the reason I'm launching this blend by this guy, but uh, knowing what I wanted from that cigar. I don't need that credit. I don't, at 62 years old, bro, I'm done with that. You know, it's all about me. Look at me and look at me. I don't need that anymore. I just want everybody to do their job and make everybody proud. You are the right? youngest looking 62 year old I've ever seen. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Love that, that, I love that. I'm not yeah. kidding. I mean, I don't think yeah. you would argue that. <laughs> yeah, it's fried chicken, cigars. And Coca Cola <laughs> is my secret. <laughs> Inside, I look like a candy bar, full of nuts and nougat and all that. But outside, beautiful piece of chocolate. <laughs> so, all right, I think uh, it is time for Coop's moment to shine. We're gonna go oh, into my. the scoop with Coop. What's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right, so at the cusp of the PCA trade show, I'm sure Coop has a crap load of news to talk about with no teasers, of course, and no rumors. Cigar-coop.com for all your cigar news needs. Coop, what do you got? I'll tell you, this was the busiest news week in the cigar industry in at least three years. I can imagine. There was a lot that happened. We're not even going to get to a lot of it. Um, But let's kind of just pick up where we left off with the Tim Osgina return. Um, So it was kind of – some people were surprised, but there were – like when you start creating Instagram pages and you see trademarks out there, it wasn't a total surprise to a lot of people is what I'll just say. Um, But – he is back now. One thing him coming back is he's formed a, a company called Osgener Family Cigars, and that's going to be his company. But he's also a, uh, a it's also been announced that he's a partner in Crown Heads right now. So, uh, you know, he's, he's based in Nashville, Crown Heads is based in Nashville. Crown Heads is actually going to handle the distribution for his brand. He's going to be working with Tobacco Pachardo, which is Ace Primes factory and crown head distributes ace prime and they work with that factory so it's kind of um a uh kind of this you know contingent or family if you may and tim from what i understand is going to be at the trade show um he is going to um there's two cigars that are coming out um the the regular production cigars a cigar called bosphorus uh it features an ecuadorian sumatra wrapper which i think uh that pachardo factory they work. They 
that's a specialty rapper they like working with. They do a lot of good stuff with. And that's named for Bosphorus is like a street, uh, a street, a strait that goes through Istanbul, Turkey, that divides Europe from Asia, is, is what I've been told. So uh, that's oh, going to be okay. the regular production line. Um, then they kind of, when the second day, they announced there's going to be a limited edition. Uh, it's called Pi Synthetizer. Um don't know. There's not a lot that's talk, been talked about about that limited release, but it's going to feature artwork from Tim's father, the uh, founder of CAO, uh, Yano Osgana. So the late Yano Osgana. So there'll be a second cigar, more limited, um, that you'll see as far as that goes. So I think, like I said, Tim's presence at the trade show is going to be a very big deal. He hasn't been there in 12 years, from what I understand. My first and, trade show was flat. Yeah. It's funny that he when he was on the show we had him on the where are they now because abe abe was trying to sit back and think all right who's gotten out of the industry that we haven't heard anything from that's that's really out of the industry and tim used to be one of the ones that he would mention about well, tim timmy osgener he's he hasn't been we had nobody's heard anything from him when we had him on the show he kind of hinted to us uh that that he was working on something but and, and by the way i can't find pictures of the other one i, I found bosphorus but i can't find they, they don't have pictures there. of it yet they haven't like this was yeah. a little more of a secret this one yeah that they're gonna unveil we have that's bosphorus the one that yep. i showed yep that's the one but, yep yep the interesting oh, cool. thing is when, sure I, be great. when the trademark kind of leaked out for osgunner family cigars I went to Abe because I know Abe knew it's Tim. And Abe, I get Abe could play poker really well. And so I was just like, oh, really? That's a surprise. I'm like, he knows. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, he knows. But, but yeah, so uh, that's going to be, that's a good story to see at the trade show. Uh, like I said, I think it's a great story of the CAO alumni this year at the show. It's going to be a nice team. Um, moving on, and I'll just get away from PCA for a couple of stories. Uh, the groundbreaking has officially started on the Arturo Fuente factory in Nicaragua. It started this week. Uh, Carlito actually sent me a private video of some of the bulldozers. Uh, so they're the big deal. The Fuentes are going into Nicaragua. They um, a building. They were there years ago, but during the uh, revolution, lost lost what they had. So at the beginning of 2018, Carlito announced there was going to be a factory built in Nicaragua. Um, well, about four and a half years later, they broke ground on it. So, um, you know, I, I would well, expect, sign at times, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I expect 2025. That's a, a rendering of it. It's called, uh, the name translates to Beauty and the Beast. Uh, wow. So it's, uh, it looks like Disney World. <laughs> when you go to Carlito's factory, it is like Disney World, Paul. It is like yeah, going. I I've mean, never been. If, I, you, if you if you've heard the Willy, this is his factory in the DR is the Willy Wonka of cigar factories. I'm just gonna tell you, and I, I expect nothing less. I mean, every detail and every artwork in that in that DR has meaning, and I I can imagine it's gonna be the same thing. That's why I don't see this factory going until 2025 if they're gonna do it like the way Carlito wants to do it. I think it's gonna be a while before we see that factory done. Paul, you should uh, uh, put both of the factories on your screen. Garmidia and Carlitos. Yeah. That is a really good... <laughs> yeah. So the difference that I'm working with, it's not Disney World. I'm not going to Disney World. I'm going to that uh, off, uh, you know, brand uh, like a fair or a carnival on the uh, interstate. But, but <laughs> not a, Disney there's, World. There's a charm to that in a way, Rick. Too. It I mean, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no problem. That's the reason I'm 
you know, kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I want to see it. I, look, I want to see it together. Like, oh, my you God. You think about it. Most, most people would probably be, be be shocked if they saw El Titan de Bronze, and, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. place. So. Yeah. You know, it, don't it, discount it, the tiny places. It, it is. It, it really is. And then when you go see some of these other factories that are, you know, I, I've been to, you know, General Cigars factory in the DR. That thing is a, it's so big that there's another factory within a factory in there that used for right. Gloria. I mean, it's that, <laughs> right. it, yeah, it's amazing it when you see the difference. When you see the difference, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll keep with what's going on kind of in the Fuente family, but uh, the Mirafowls uh, family, that they, they supply a lot of the Cameroon wrapper for um, Fuente. They do a lot of international distribution. They are going – they're bringing their own brand back to market, and uh, they're releasing a series of scars called the Master Blend. Uh, and the first one's going to be called the Richard. Uh, it's named after uh, Richard Mirafell, who is the uh, company president's late father, Jeremiah Mirafell. And he's the guy who basically kind of made Cameroon tobacco a big thing. Uh, you know, he was a big tobacco broker getting stuff out of Cameroon. So the, the cigar is going to pay tribute to him. Paul, I should have sent you the picture of this one, but this is a line. I got it. I'm getting it right okay. now. This is a line that basically they're calling it Uber Luxury. It's a line that's going to be basically they're, they're trying to build a very expensive cigar uh for the luxury market it's going to retail at 86 dollars right so again this oh, is a cigar, a that, cigar wow yeah yeah and it's it's, it's wow. but here's the thing there's a market for that stuff it, it's not the, it's not what we smoke every day because socket even did it with a hundred dollar cigar but again it's not something that's gonna uh, i mean cohibas in general they did those specters and stuff they were a hundred dollars mm -hmm. So not not an unusual thing, but it's interesting, I think, to see him bring a brand to market. From what I understand, this is not going to be at the trade show because they're not exhibiting at the trade show. But they did announce that this is the timing was kind of interesting on that. It is fancy looking, but yeah. I wouldn't Love expect anything less from him. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. That's 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 kind of him, right? Like he, he was his yeah. like air of class. Thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's fitting for sure. Yep. You know, it's funny. I. I'm trying to think if I've ever smoked. I've never smoked a unicorn. I may have smoked cigars that were worth that much because they're rare, like like older cigars that's that were gifted to me. But I don't I don't think I've ever had like a new cigar that you know new retail would be more than like thirty dollars. So that's uh, maybe that's my fault. I should I've try. I smoked some very good ones. Okay, uh, in the high price range like Sakas. I smoked the Spectre. I smoked that Davida Faro Blanco. Really good cigars, but there's no way I could justify that price point. Yeah, it's for too. it's for it's for a market that's different than the everyday smoker. Yeah, yeah. Right. But even, yeah. well, it's a celebratory cigar, right? Like it's it, not that's not. I mean, I don't know. Five, like dollars. like listen, you know, the Oro Blanco's five hundred dollars cigars. It's not necessarily a celebratory cigar. It's there's a certain market. Right. It, it's the, it's for the Rolex like you have, Lamborghini you crowd. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, I listen, man. Don't say that. I have a Rolex. I'm not that. Guy. I'm not buying eighty dollar, hundred dollar, five hundred dollar cigars. Like I think. All right. I don't know. I feel like that's that's something when your first child is born. I mean, we're not talking about that's, your that's used date Rolex. <laughs> but guys, guys, uh, what about Cuba right now? Cuba cigars they're are. Yeah. They're doing uh, just a regular Cuba cigars now, reaching twenty to thirty euros. Right. So they right. they're getting used to the price points, yeah. and the fans of the, that lines or those lines are like, could say it's not the regular cigar guy out there. 
it's a guy that I want the most expensive cigar you have on the market. I'm just Bentley sold driver. my company for yeah. a million, you know, a billion dollars. So I want that cigar. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah. you know, Jeff Borchowitz, you know, Corona Scars told me stories of people coming into that store want like asking for exactly that. Like right. he, he has requests for that. So I could see it, that. And, and look, this is a very small production that Mirafell's doing. I think it's like 600 boxes a year of the blend. It's not a big production. It, it, I mean, it's obviously big because of the name, but yeah. Um, you can see there's a little like ashtray that's packaged that slides out of that box too. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a cool. different cigar, different market. Don't people tend to get all bent out of shape? Like, why is it so expensive? But you know, people buy expensive cars, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, there's that, a market it, for it for sure. There's a market. There's a market for it. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'll mention one quick thing. I know we're running a little late, but uh, there was big news out of Oliva this week. Uh, you know, Oliva last year purchased a bunch of brands from the Reyes family in Honduras. One of them was Cuba Aladias. Um, and this week they announced the uh, blends they're doing for Cuba Aladios. Um, it's interesting because Oliva has their own factory. They're known for making their own cigars, but they contracted out both the blends. Uh, there's a limited edition cigar that's going to be done by Ernesto Perez Creo Jr. So that's interesting. Oliva producing a cigar in the Dominican Republic. And the actual, uh, what they call the original um, blend, is going to be the regular production blend. That's going to be produced by Julio Aroa in Honduras. So kind of an interesting move that Oliva is making, contracting out these two bl blends to other countries, other factories. Uh, we haven't seen it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see where Oliva goes with some of the other brands like, uh, you know, Puros Indios, et cetera, that they acquired. But mm -hmm. And that cigar will be at the trade show this year. Cool. Yeah. What else you got, Coop? Uh, I'm going to, you know, there's a lot. So I'm going to just say maybe we hold it. I'll just make LaFleur announce the Solis. Oh, this yeah. past week, um, Casa Cuevas announced Sangre Nueva. Uh, Ace Prime has a cigar called Mas Indias. So, wow. uh, Ernesto announced They're the pledge in you know, Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll have the link in Cigar Coop on that, you know, where you can see all that. And uh, go to cigarbigboard.com if you want to see what's going on at the trade show. We're, we're, we're working that 24 hours a day, that, that, that website, where we have who's going to the show and what they're releasing. So, well, tell me, Coop. Uh, what about your preparations? Because you're bringing a four-man team out? Four-man team out. Uh, and, Rick, we've already booked the appointment at your booth. So, uh, Perfect. We, we, Perfect. Yeah, so appreciate we have your folks reaching out to us. Uh, the way it works is um, I am not going to be doing the interviews at the trade show. Bear Duplessis will be doing the interviews. And he did a uh, he, great job last year. So He did a great job. I, I prefer doing the hosting like in a, a setting like this, but Bear is good on the Man in the Street interview. So Bear yeah. is going to be doing that. Uh, ben Lee is going to be basically our videographer and um, post-production, and maybe he'll, he'll do some interviews, I'm sure, participating, as all of us will. Uh, Aaron Nielsen, he'll be doing the photography and, again, participating in interviews. And I'm going to be the guy doing all the write-ups. So I have a lot of note-taking I do. And that's last year we kind of found our way, the four-man team, and this year I think we have much more of a groove. So um, our goal is we're not going to report on 150 booths. I think we're looking at about 60 to 70 of the key booths is what we're going to look at. And what everybody wants to know is uh, who's going to be in the compound? What's the compound look like? Because you, uh, you, you do a media or a cigar coupe compound at least. Yeah. Or, do you, or are you doing a media compound with a bunch of guys again? Uh, yeah, well, no, we do. It's a it's a it's a combined compound with myself and the like pallets folks. Uh, we get a different place every year. Uh, we selectively invite people, and it's not just to um, because we want to like 
make it elite or exclusive. We just can't have big parties there. So we have to kind of control the crowd. So I, I was anybody ever watch, just show up? Like yeah, when Sokka exactly. was there, I think, I think I saw videos of Sokka there. Yeah, they show up. I mean, just show they, up. They show up because word of mouth gets out, and we put the you know he came at midnight, right? So yeah, Sokka's come there. Um, Herklotz has been there in the past. So um, the only thing I, I tell people is like, I, it's funny I ban some people for life. I, I was told I can't if you no show, you're gonna piss me off because. And here's why. You, look, well, no, here's why you piss me off because you took a spot away from someone who may want to go. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. look, if you're gonna come, like, like please come because we, we don't want to. The idea is we can't have 50 people there. Because you really can't have that in, in Vegas. But I did lift the lifetime ban on Juan Cancel Thursday night. Oh. <laughs> and he's and my I, neighbor. He's I, my I neighbor. Just, I was just going to yeah. say, he, he told me that. And I'm like, you're yeah. a saint, Rick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so Juan Cancel is going to be like next yeah. door to Rick this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, Rick, just don't plan to sleep and you'll be fine. Oh, oh bro. Dude, he's, yeah. <laughs> he's good. No, he's a good guy. He's, he's going to show up at the compound with like 50 dancing girls, you know, a magician. Sure. <laughs> you should put he showed up limitations. with White Castles three years ago, but then Ooh. he had a better – well, here's why he got banned. He had a better offer to go somewhere else and couldn't wait to leave. <laughs> and, and like we had guys wanting to see him. And, he, and then there's a – so he leaves making some excuse that his partner, Bill Ives, had a selfish allergy. And then like at midnight on Facebook, these guys, there's a picture of them partying at a nightclub, right? <laughs> <laughs> well was, deserved. He got caught. He got well caught. Deserved. He got yeah. caught. And so he actually Thursday night on my show came totally clean on that. It was funny. He admitted that. Yeah. Unless you have a camera in my room, you'll see me sleeping at twelve o'clock. Uh, yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah. There's no. Yeah. Say, there's no way. Oh Rick, God. what you got to do is if you if you hear loud noises over there, like partying and music, just record it, and we'll we'll share it. On air here. This is what it's like yeah. rooming next to Juan Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember, uh, this is first uh, of trade show. I'm going without uh, General Cigar's credit card in my pocket. So, all ah, right, good point. Yeah. It's so I'm going to be hiding. You know. Right. <laughs> so, so volcano will be dark next week. Uh, make sure to check out cigar-coop.com for all the updates. Coop, you'll be doing the interviews live on Facebook, or they'll be coming out. You know, while post, you're there, or how does that? No, there'll be okay. there'll be a couple of recap like live streams we'll do, but most of it's post production. What we found is that people get too saturated, getting everything in a four or five day span. So we go about thirty days, and we tie our videos to our uh, booth reports and our photos. So it it's we find if we sometimes we spread it out too long. That's the, that's a little bit of a problem. So we're trying to keep it to about thirty days after the show to have the, the stuff turned around. Okay. So yeah. cigarhavingcoop.com for that. And with that said, we're going into our last segment, Would You Rather, presented by Gurkha Cigars. And I'm sure this guy's fun in Vegas, too. Right, so the way that this game works, Rick, it's real simple. It's just like back in the day when you were in high school or junior high. Would you rather? We're going to give you a couple scenarios. You're going to say which one you would rather do, be, or say. So go okay. ahead, Alex, with the first one. All right, here we go. Three questions. One's fairly straightforward. Then it's downhill from there. <laughs> Question number one. Would you rather hike to a mountain peak or dive to a sunken ship? 
dive. Yeah, he's a Florida boy. He's probably yeah. yeah he's probably yeah. water. Yeah, give me water over fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here All right. we go. Question number two: Your center stage at PCA. Would you rather have to sing a tune or do a dance routine? Dance, uh, because of uh, disco. I'm uh, born and raised in the seventies. Nice, oh, Rick. Yeah. Nice, sure. good job, for, Rick. For, for, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the good easy job. one. Everyone knows my answer. <laughs> All right, here's where it really goes downhill. Would you rather be half your height or double your weight? A double running weight. Yeah, for sure. I can't get any smaller height-wise. Uh, but uh, double you. my weight because everybody's now saying, hey, bro, you're losing too much weight. Are you sick? Bro, I've been the same weight for the last, uh, you know, uh, 15 years. 143 pounds. All man. All man. 143 <laughs> pounds with boots, with jeans, with a flannel shirt on the poo, waving now. 143 pounds. Well, that's actually an yeah. ideal weight. Yeah, that's that's good. For I my mean, size, for my good. size, for my bone structure, yeah. But uh, my wife says, you one more pound less, and you're a bitch. You're just going to be my bitch. <laughs> like, God, baby. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In the show with that, you know. Oh, man. Well, Rick, we want to thank you for coming on the show. It's always good to have you. We'll be looking forward to seeing all that comes out about you at the PCA show and, and your uh, your continued growth. So thank you yeah. again for coming. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, I had a great time, and uh, I'll see you in the show. Take care. Right. And, uh, of course, I want to thank uh, Alex for helping me out and, and trying to make me look good, even though I keep screwing up uh, the video stuff. And, Coop, uh, as always, thanks for jumping in. Uh, I thank think – we still have another couple of weeks of no Abe, right, Alex? Um, well, there's or no I guess show after PCA, weekend. he'll be back. Yeah, after PCA, we'll be, we'll be back. Next show, Abe will be back. All right, but maybe uh, you know if he doesn't feel like doing the show, Coop will will call on you again. Whatever you need, yeah, yeah, I appreciate man. it as well. Coop Happy to do great it. Co-host, thank you, Thanks. thank you guys as well. Cigar hyphen Coop, cigar coop.com for all the latest industry news, rumor free, teaser free. Guys, it's been uh, it's been awesome. We will be off, as Alex said, next week uh, for the PCA trade show. But we'll be keeping in, keeping you in the loop on uh, Facebook and, of course, retweeting Coop stuff. And I won't be because, well, hopefully, I'll have Facebook back by then. We'll see. But until two weeks from now, this is KMA Talk Radio saying keep it lit. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>